H, can we start yet? We'd better wait a few more minutes. I'm gonna be late for dance class if we don't get started! I'm gonna run out of munchies before dinner! I'll miss my snail watching club and I'm the only member! That's enough! Moon Podcast Escalation! Welcome to Sailor Business. My name is Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is the podcast where we watch every episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime with a special guest and break it down for you scene by scene to find out just why it is that we love this show so much. Uh, Today, we're going to be watching uh, Usagi's Disaster, Beware the Clock of Confusion. That's episode 10, and we have a very special guest. Uh, Jordan, would you like to do the honors again? Yes, why, it is Dr. Devin White. My lovely wife. Hello. Aww. Um, although I hate to correct you, but it's it's episode nine. Oh, it's episode nine. Did I say ten? Yes. I actually I actually asked myself, is this episode ten? And then I went and looked and I was like, no, it's episode nine. I better say episode nine. <laughs> uh, like you do. <laughs> like you do. See, so don't go watch episode ten, uh, which is uh, the cursed bus enter Mars, the Guardian of Fire. We will talk about that one next week, and it is going to be a weird one, I assure you. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure you're watching the episode with the weird clocks yes where the entire plot from the first episode is rehashed again Uh, (laughs) but it's actually really good it's well well yeah it's it's similar it's the same idea as the first episode it's the same plot it's like let's let's just be real it's the same plot well except weirder but we'll get into that before we do that uh, Devin, you were with us last week yep, uh, yep. and you talked about your history with Sailor Moon and you revealed that you and Jordan were were like high school sweethearts who got married. Ki- kind, kind of, of except yeah. that we grew up in different states. Yeah, we met in high school Union. and then kept in touch for a long time. That's adorable. Yeah. But since we're talking about Jordan in high school, it's time for my favorite segment of the show. Oh. Act Sorry. <laughs> where someone... In this case, Jordan is called upon to apologize for the transgressions they have committed against Usagi and the Sailor Scouts. Two weeks ago, two episodes ago, uh, we had Janine Schaefer on and Janine was talking about uh, Chris was questioning her about fanfic. And she's talked about how she wrote lots of fanfic, but she never wrote Sailor Moon fanfic. And I said, well, no, I didn't write Sailor Moon fanfic, but I did uh, draw Sailor Moon into this sketchbook comic that I was kind of constantly doing throughout a lot of my high school career. Oh, good Lord. Yes, this thing. So now no, no, wait, uh, Devin. Yeah, yes. Can I get your thoughts on this ongoing sketchbook? Um, I mean, obviously, I was not actually there when he was drawing it, because while we were kind of high school sweethearts, we were most definitely in different high schools um, and didn't actually see each other for the three year period between 1996 and 1999. So I was not around 
when he was drawing it. Um, I did see it later, and it I made is, her read the whole thing. <laughs> Absolutely, it is it is madness incarnate. It really, really is because it's Jordan drawing weird comicy plots, but he didn't write in the words. He would leave that blank and then give it to his friends to write in what's happening that he's drawing. So he was just drawing stuff happening, yeah. and then left it to other people to explain. What is this? So, well, I mean, um, again, most of the time I felt like, uh, no, that's not true. I was going to say most of the time I felt like it was clear what was going on. Sometimes it was clear what was going on. Sometimes it was very distinct, d- deliberately not clear. It was just like, I what read the hell is five this? pages of it with your explanation. <laughs> Uh, and <laughs> and you're still I have confused. no idea what was going on. And, yeah. Okay, so so I posted. I put uh, there. I, I went back through because uh, Janine was like, "You absolutely have to post these." And so I was like, "All right." I went through the old stuff and I found the Sailor Moon references. There were three major instances of Sailor Moon references. The first one is now posted online. I blurred out the words. The reason I blurred out the words has less to do with this one as it does to do with later ones because sometimes they got a little vulgar. <laughs> You have some naughty, naughty friends. Yeah, work a little blue. They they did, they did, and even and even without the words getting blurred, it's still uh, it still is not entirely safe for work. Anyway, mm-hmm. this one is basically safe for work unless you consider the word penis not safe for work. Um, so do you want me to tell them what it what it shows, or you and you want to well, tell? Or do you want to also? Uh, you can go to jordandwhite.tumblr.com and oh, yeah. see this. Or if you're following at Sailor Business on Twitter, which is the official Twitter account of the Sailor Business podcast, there is a link to it on there, and will be links to future apology-inducing <laughs> segments of uh, the sketchbook. <laughs> uh, you can go look at it for yourself. But in the meantime, yes, Jordan, I want you to describe what is happening on these, uh, these pages. So if it, if it can be done. So f- this this segment is a segment where a bunch of my characters, my cartoon characters that were like my stable of cartoons, are all dressed up kind of doing like a, a Mad Magazine parody of Sailor Moon, except not a very, you know, not a very well thought out one. Just very, because again, it's just a sketchbook. So I would randomly go, okay, now they're going to be dressed like Sailor Moon. This is this is what he did during school. During school. He was during very class. Usagi this way. During class. I, it, I would listen, but... Yeah, my yeah. mind would be anyway so I, I draw one of them as uh, dressed up as Sailor Moon very weird then I draw a dude one uh, dressed up as, as Tuxedo Mask and it's he's advertising a thing called Tuxedo Musk and then we get to see the whole group and we have Sailor Goon see like I said it's like a very stupid mad magazine thing Sailor Goon Sailor Stupider Sailor Jerkery <laughs> Sailor Penis, who is a man and who has a censored bar blocking the penis that is presumably protruding from his miniskirt. The thing I like about that one is that you made sure to draw the skirt really short. (laughs) Of course. And then the last one is Sailor Lars, uh, just kind of Lars Ulrich from Metallica. Uh, This was the phase when he was wearing a lot of eyeshadow, so he's got some eye make on, on, but otherwise he's just dressed like a dude. Um... (laughs) You see, now you made a big deal about Sailor Penis. To me, the most embarrassing one is Sailor Jerkery because (laughs) I couldn't even come up with anything for that. Oddly enough, Sailor Jerkery is my favorite. I I'd like. I am actually appreciative of that gag. <laughs> Stupider, I like. It's like, oh, that's good. Stupider Jupiter, that works. Six, I will. I would brook no insults towards Makoto. <laughs> <laughs> um, then you turn to the next page, and uh, I have drawn myself as Jordite uh, and 
my friend Adam. Yeah, I think I think that should be the most embarrassing part of it, Jordan. Jordanite is cool, man. I would. I gotta I say, would, it was oh, weird Lordy. seeing a picture of you, even something that was drawn with no mustache. Yeah, back then I did not have a mustache. <laughs> um, you didn't. You didn't have a mustache in high school. No, oddly enough, <laughs> but I still drew pictures of myself all the time. So there you go. Uh, some things never change. Some things never change. And uh, I drew my friend Adam as Queen Beryl, and uh, Queen Beryl is talking to Jordite, and then decides Jordite is not good and zaps Jordite, and then it's just uh, he's left as just a skull, and uh, then sails. Taylor Lars shows up and punches the skull off of his body. And uh, that's presumably that. because you were downloading so much music. <laughs> Um, it, it, it was it was a comic where I actually drew myself dying a lot. <laughs> so, so me getting killed in this scene was not very shocking. Would you describe yourself as well adjusted? <laughs> hmm. uh, sure. Or I guess Devin, that might be a better question <laughs> for you. Yeah. Well, he's certainly adjusted. I don't know about well adjusted, but uh... I. Uh, well, now I'm. You know, now I now I I get to never grow up and make comic books forever. So there you go. Yeah. Every every wife wants to hear that. That's. <laughs> <laughs> so so this is part one and listen I, i'm not really that sorry like i had fun doing it <laughs> yeah well, well if even if you're not sorry act sorry all right act, act sorry. sorry go find a counter i'm leaning over lean against it make the face <laughs> make the face <laughs> Ah, oh, good times. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll post. Uh, I'll post the next. Uh, the next one uh, soon, and we can talk. You about should that. have to post a picture of yourself acting. Sorry. Oh wow. Oh, that would be good. All right, maybe I'll do that too. Yeah, that would be real good. <laughs> well, I'm gonna I, wait I until want I act. Sorrying to be the new uh, planking. <laughs> Yes. That would be amazing. Would be yes, fantastic. I said act, act sorrying, not acting sorry. <laughs> uh, nope, no, nope, you're right. What, you're right. Act sorrying is what it is. It's, yes. uh, we should make it, find a way to make it into like the ice bucket challenge of acting, so, act sorrying. <laughs> yeah. I, I nominate so, uh, these people to apologize. That, uh, Jordan has been sufficiently shamed. Oh. Shame. Uh, we will now watch uh, Usagi's Disaster, Beware the Clock of Confusion. Our main character is uh, Yusagi Tsukino. She's 14 years old. She's Capricorn, blood type O, first stones of pearl. She's a bit of a klutz. Uh, and oddly enough, she's the only person in the intro, even though we now officially have two Sailor Scouts. Uh, the reason for that is that this is the only episode where it's just Sailor Moon and Sailor Mercury. Right. Mars will be showing up next week. And then uh, I think in the next episode, we do actually get uh, a new intro that talks about all three of them, uh, which we then get again when Jupiter shows up. And we also get a new opening sequence around that time. But that is in the future. Uh, for now, we just have... Of Usagi and uh, and Amy, which is uh, an interesting uh, an interesting dynamic that I don't think the show really explores as much as it should have. But we'll get to that too. Uh, we start off episode. at the Dark Kingdom, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, working work that ball. Wor- she's working the ball in front of the crowd. The, the the Dark Kingdom has turned out in full force <laughs> to see Queen Beryl working that ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just swirling the energy in, in her floating crystal ball mm-hmm. uh, she is uh, dismayed by the news that there is a second Sailor Guardian having appeared uh, that, that's but, sensible, sensible. Yeah, no I, I agree 
But uh, Jedi has a cool new plan that requires, once again, starting up a small business. (laughs) Uh, As he explains, human energy can be amplified by feeling anxiety. For example, when they are pressed for time. Uh, Therefore, by making it seem that they are rushed and running out of time, we will magnify their energy and collect it more efficiently. Sounds legit. What they actually say is that they're going to speed up time. No, no, no. That's what they say in the in the dub, and it makes no sense. Yeah, they say they're going to speed up time, and it's like, no, no, you're not. Yeah, no. (laughs) In in the sub, yeah, like he said, they just go. Basically, we're going to stress everybody out. (laughs) We're going to make everybody think they're late all the time. So right away, I have a lot of questions about this plan. (laughs) It's a terrible plan. As we're going to see in the episode, uh, the plan basically amounts to let's open a clock shop and have a big sale. Yeah, yeah, they like their sales. They do like that. Again, it's the exact same plot in the first episode, just with clocks instead of... So is is the true evil... You know, consumerism. No, uh, no, I, no I think it's the Dark Kingdom. Yeah, it's the Dark Kingdom. Uh, and I, you know, I don't know, but that seems to be how they always get to the. No, people. because we uh, we open this episode. The next scene is going to be a, a wonderful, fun, loving scene of consumerism. The the yeah. joy and 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 that wonder. leads to you know evil and and downfall. Oh, you they think that's what they call, they call a, it? Her downfall. I don't remember uh, Sailor Moon's speech in this episode. Is it like, "How dare you toy with the dreams of consumers?" <laughs> no, uh, probably <laughs> not. Forgive you. Oh, probably not. Blocking economic growth in Japan. Oh, a, it should have been that. That's what it. Uh, let's let's retcon that because that's much better. It's a slightly different plan than the first episode because in the first episode it's just you're going to buy jewelry and the jewelry drains you. In this, okay, okay, okay. there's an extra it's stupid a similar. Step. And exponentially stupider yes, plan. Yes, that's a better. That is a better uh, plan than the than this episode. Because here, here is the plan. They're going to open a clock shop. Yes. Everyone in Tokyo, or at least everyone in Jukuban, is going to buy a clock. But yep. the clocks don't work right. So basically, their plan is to open a business selling shitty goods. No, it's not. That's a bad plan. It's not just that the clocks don't work. I mean, it's basically that the clocks don't work. Uh, They're, they're. I'm assuming. Well, the clocks, the clocks mess with you. The clocks mess with your internal clock somehow. Right. All right. Well, hold on. We're gonna get to clocks messing with people. Like I said, though, we start with one of the crazier things, which is Serena. Bringing Amy to a mall. I'm glad that you're, you're going to be calling her Amy no matter what. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Although I, I should say in the in the new dub they they pronounce it Ami, which oh. uh, is really dumb sounding. Yeah, I, I prefer I prefer her as Amy. Amy Mizuno. So so she brings her to a mall, and Amy's like, I have never been to a mall before. She's never been shopping, which is weird because yeah. she is wearing the cutest outfit. <laughs> Uh, I mean, obviously, her mom just keeps her like locked up in her apartment, in her condo, studying, and and like I guess just brings her like fresh clothes and food. If I remember and, correctly, <laughs> she's like, I've read about these places, but I've never yes, been yes, that she literally says that that she has read about places like this. <laughs> well, she's got but an idea for hundred, but never actually seen one herself. So it's not even that she says I've never been shopping. She says I have never seen this before. 
So they, I do. I do want to talk about these outfits, though. The ones they're wearing at the beginning. Uh, Let's. Let the ones they're wearing at the beginning. Yeah, uh, because they are. We have talked about the fashion on this show before. Uh, Usagi's outfit's really weird to me because it is essentially. It, it has the big sailor collar on the jacket. It's like a a, a pink uh, skirt suit, uh, and it's a pleated skirt and a jacket that has a, a white sailor collar. So it basically just looks like she's player two, so, like player two Usagi. Because <laughs> uh, it looks just like her school uniform. Just in different colors and which is actually really depressing because that sure she's got nothing better to wear in her day off uh, but another well, version of no bows. uniform no bows i have read that uh, uh there was actually uh, it was in the uh back matter of the latest issue of wayward a comic by uh jim zub uh that uh, the, the guy who was writing is helping them with the uh, the translation stuff because the comic is set in Japan. And he was talking about how you will see like school, like school kids, you know, schoolgirls and boys on weekends wearing their uniforms just because it's what they're used to wearing. What? Uh, but like in real life, you mean? Yeah, like in real life, you like you'll see them like hanging out in their in their uniforms, which oh, I think is sad. That's super weird. I mean, I kind of get it because if you're used to wearing one thing, it's like, you know, it's probably easier to not bother picking out a new set of clothes on the other hand we've seen usagi wear lots of different outfits right uh, yeah you know like i said this is the only cartoon except for gem where the characters actually seem to have full wardrobes yeah <laughs> uh, amy however is wearing a uh a turtleneck mini dress with a uh in teal with a yellow cardigan oh i think uh, she looks cute yeah it is it is it is a great outfit she looks super super cute uh, it's i i wanted to remark on how great that outfit is oh okay All yeah right. she even has matching socks and shoes i mean how cool matching, which by the way are the same color as the highlights in her hair. Yeah, her what? socks match her dress and her shoes match her purse. She is yeah, fresh yeah. to death. Uh, so, but then she gets to have, because she's never gone shopping before, they get to have like a nice 80s montage of shopping. That they, has they to include sunglasses. sunglasses. Yeah. They try on sunglasses. They also hold up. Now, okay, I was a little unclear on, because of cultural differences and time has passed, are they making fun of the clothes that they say they'll never buy or are they saying those clothes are too fancy for us to ever buy? I could not tell you, but they look like a grandma's house dress. So. <laughs> yeah, Dude, yeah. Like tell. no one should ever wear those. Outfits. Okay, well, uh, hopefully that's what they meant, but I, I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, uh, there's a great scene where they go to the bookstore yep. and they've each picked out books. Right. Uh, and there's this weird scene where where Isagi's like, like, what'd you get? And Amy goes, I'll show you mine if you show me yours, <laughs> which is a weird thing to say in a bookstore. No. Nope. Uh, but then there's a a really fun scene where they're each flipping out. Isagi uh, goes, it doesn't have any pictures and uh amy goes it's all pictures so amy needs to stop being so judgmental about the medium of comics and and serena needs to read some not picture books she's 14 she uh, needs to learn how to read books without picture comics are great i don't know why you would even say comics that. are great but it shouldn't weird you out when someone goes into a bookstore and picks out a book that doesn't have pictures in it like, that should not absolutely <laughs> blow your mind look look usagi <laughs> is usagi is a big fan of scott mcleod she knows that words and pictures together are the most efficient way to to deliver information. Of course. Usagi <laughs> has a lot of theories about what goes on in the gutters between panels. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure she does. That's Usagi all the way. So when they step out of their of their montage, they, uh, they are across from a clock store, which is swarming with people. And Because that's what I think of when I think of clock store. Like, oh, man, I hope I can get in the door. Now, the explanation being that they're having a huge sale. Uh, that being said, again, how good of a sale 
detailed does it have to be to swarm people into a clock store? Because Right, like how many people are like, I don't actually need a clock, but I'm just going to buy five of them. <laughs> if you put up a sign, cheap. yeah, if you put up a sign saying free clocks, I can't imagine that big of a crowd. Like, <laughs> now, we'll, we'll keep in mind, we are watching this show from a time when uh, watches have been replaced by cell phones. Watches are, are now yeah. basically luxury items. That's true. Well, soon, uh, the, so and soon that's going to be replaced by the watch phone, though, the, the new smartwatch phone thing. Yeah, because people still think uh, Dick Tracy is a good idea. Like, they haven't realized that nobody wants that. Dude, everyone uh, wants to be Dick Tracy in one way or another. When are they going to do shoe phones? Come on. Uh, we'll oh, get them. This would be great. I love Get Smart. We should do a Get Smart podcast after this. Oh, uh, boy. In eight years. We'll yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't own a clock because if I go into my living room, uh, my cable box tells me what time it is. My microwave tells me what time it is. Right. My phone tells me what time it is. My, my laptop tells me what time it is. Right. In yeah. 1992, clocks were more necessary to have. True. I yeah, but were you that. still stocking up, like, just in case? Were you still like, I better have five spare clocks? Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you want a clock, you do not need to go to a dedicated clock store. <laughs> uh, this is a novelty. Yes, yeah, so Amy- This is like, you know, when you go to the hat store in the mall. Right, and Amy is not even in- Amy is like- yeah, okay, like, we, we don't need to go to the clock store. Well, she, well, Amy like, wants to buy a watch, watch for her mom. Amy has a watch. No, she, her mom she, bought her a watch. She yeah. wants to get a, a watch for her mom, though. She wants to get her mom a present, doesn't she? Isn't that what she says? Oh, or I, I... They, well, they did They did go in and look at them, and no, I think Amy was, was totally uninterested. She's just like, I have oh, a watch. Oh, you're right. She I'm says, good. I got one from my mom as a gift. I thought she said, I'm getting one for my mom as no, a gift. No, she, she's already got a watch, so she's like, we don't, I don't need to go in there, and Yusagi's like, no, come on, it's on sale, let's go. Well, the best thing about the scene is that Usagi says, look, shopping's not just about buying things that <laughs> right. you need. It's also about having fun. And what's more fun than going to the clock store? <laughs> I feel like I feel like somebody out there listening to this it was like, I run a clock store, you assholes. <laughs> uh, I, I, I will say, um, but yeah, like. This is the same premise as the first episode where the Dark Kingdom takes over jewelry store OSAP. Well, at least um, jewelry stores yeah. are like, you, you know, I don't need jewelry. I just want it. <laughs> but jewelry, yeah, jewelry is a thing where like if you find out, oh, they're having a sale on gold and diamonds. Yeah. Those are things that are going to retain their value. You bury them in the yard and uh, convert all your money <laughs> to gold so that you can survive uh, what, really? the reign of, of King Obama. What? what? <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to get you too political on the okay. show. Okay. <laughs> so, so, but uh, I also want to mention something about the dub, which is in this scene where they're outside the clock store uh, is another place where the dub is a little silly because, uh, well, first of all, Usagi's like, uh, well, I mean, yeah, first, as, as in this episode, she's she's going, um, oh, I want to get a clock because I'm, I'm always late for school. Uh, and Amy goes... Yeah, that was the first thing they told me when I got to the new school. What? <laughs> you transferred to the school and the first thing people tell you is, Usagi's always late. Yeah. I actually do like that idea. It's, it's a very saved by the bell idea. Like, like, you go to Bayside and the first thing you hear is like, by the way, Zach runs this place. <laughs> Uh, I imagine, I, like, orientation is like, okay, there's the gym, there's the cafeteria, uh, your homeroom's gonna be on the third floor. By the way, if you are outside at, uh, 8.01, there's a chance you are gonna get trampled by a girl with meatballs on her head. 
<laughs> There's a, go ahead. Oh, I was I was just saying that like it's it's really weird in both the sub and the dub that they're like, oh, she's she's late all the time because because she needs a clock, and it's like she doesn't have a clock. She does. It's a big fat chicken clock. Exactly. So WTF? <laughs> she wants a better she one. Needs multiple clocks to wake her up. <laughs> like, like, look, again, we have cell phones. I can set an alarm for 10, 10, 30, 10, 45, and 11 uh, to wake me up. That is, required is, to that, get me out is of that what you do? Is that, is that that is actually what I do. That's really okay. funny. Well, that, 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 Sleepy Chris thinks it's okay to just hit snooze eight or nine times. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have that yeah. experience. I've actually, I, I had to do the thing where I move. I used to have my clock on my bed, on my night table. I had to move it across the room. But now I've just gotten really good at standing up, walking across the room, slapping snooze and getting yeah. back in bed. And then you just fall right back yep. on the bed. It's totally like, easy. I need <laughs> someone to hide my phone every night. Uh, please no one break into my house and hide my phone at night. That would be really, really annoying. But see, you're uh, right. So there you go. If she gets a bunch of clocks, she can set like one for each minute. So she just can never get back to sleep. There's a really, there's a really Yikes. great uh, bit in this episode where uh, uh, it's... Soon as Usagi says, I should get this one, the proprietrix, who is going to turn out to be a monster, literally fades into view. Behind, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which in like that is that is next level uh, retail <laughs> techniques <laughs> materializing as soon as someone expresses interest. Yeah. And, oh, and so- up there and then shimmers into existence as soon as someone might buy something. So now we need to talk about what she almost buys. She, she looks at a bunch of uh, watches. They're all very nice. And she's like, oh my gosh, they're all so cheap. It's wonderful. And they see a clock that is a cat, which is a black cat. And everybody goes, it looks like Luna. Um, mm-hmm. How do you describe this clock? It's got like an arched back, like, you know, like menacing. Halloween. It's menacing. Clock. Yeah, like a Halloween cat, like with the arched back. Yeah. But also it with exactly a Halloween cat. It is scary. But also with its 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 paw to its face for some reason, which I don't quite get what that's supposed to imply. Like, I think part of what it is, is that you, you wake up because you, <laughs> you, you open your eyes and you look at this thing and it scares the crap out of you and it gets your adrenaline running and then you're awake because you're like, ah! Well, well, she oh. sees this thing and she goes, I should get that one. Uh, and uh, she, she goes, well, I can't get that one. It's way too expensive. And the, the- Oh, and, and that's that's a great part because the, the demon slash proprietress even gets annoyed at Usagi. Well, because that's the thing. She goes, it's too expensive. I can't buy it. And the proprietress goes, for you, it's going to be one. It's going to be, what is it? It's like 90% off. It'll yeah, 90% like- off. I don't remember the exact price. And she lo- opens her wallet and goes, great. And she only has... Like a buck. A, well, a thousand yen, which I don't know what that translates it's, it's to. It's about ten like, bucks. Okay. Well, hey, you know what's, what's funny is they actually edited the, the bill for the dub, so it actually says ten on it. They took out two of the zeros, oh, uh, which is pretty sensible, funny. Sensible. Sensible. So, yeah, she can't even afford it. I'm surprised they, they actually went through that effort and didn't just, like, Photoshop a decimal point in there. Like, like <laughs> that's what money looks like. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, even, Isagi goes back home. Even 90% uh, off. She no, can't but even it. the proprietress has like, has, like, the, oh, my God, what a putt, like, <laughs> about this girl. Like, I'm a demon, and I think that 
you are just really she's lame. gonna go uh, <laughs> she's gonna go update her usagi hate page on that's her right. Fire site. that's right just so, the look she's giving her like really so as you said she goes home uh mom has uh has picked up a present for her uh from a store that was having a huge sale guess what it's the clock no way uh, what's Pretty- interesting about this to me anyway it's it, completely interesting to everyone else i'm sure is that uh mom's mom tukino mama mm-hmm. says i was out shopping with umino's mom which is weird because it first of all it implies that uh that uh usagi's mom and umino's mom are friends mm-hmm. which kind of explains why uh umino would have this you know long standing crush on uh usagi he's probably well, known we, her forever. we know that's true though because in in one of the very first episodes she's like oh i'm gonna pretend we didn't have this test and then she says well umino dropped by and oh that's right score so what did you get on it? Oh, yeah. I feel like Umino is probably has probably has the hots for the entire uh, Tsukino family of ladies. Because <laughs> look, uh, mom's mom has the uh, has the purple hair. She's a, uh, a, a, a look. Uh, I'm I'm older now. I'm pretty into mom Tsukino. <laughs> wow. Nice. Uh, but like, I also like that she refers to her as Umino's mother uh, because I mean, when my when I was a kid and my mom would go up with her friends, my mom would just say, yeah, I'm going out with Nancy or Marsha. <laughs> like, I knew who they were. Like, I knew their first names. Mm-hmm. Uh, she would not say, oh, yeah, I'm going out with... Uh... But I guess I wasn't friends with any of their kids either. So maybe that's just me. Mm. Well, is Umani his first name or his last name? Umino. Uh, Umino. Um- umami is, I believe, a food. <laughs> no, it's something with a G, right? I'm yeah, it's, uh, I want well, it's, uh, it's Umino uh Gurio, isn't yeah, it because yeah, yeah. she also refers to him as Gurio's mom yes uh who bought seven clocks <laughs> this is what i'm talking about <laughs> there was no need for that it's on Although, sale maybe she, was, maybe she was stocking up for christmas there you go oh my god everybody gets this clocks is what i'm talking about no one goes into a store and goes a sale on clocks i'm buying seven no one does uh, that Umino's mom does. Yeah, maybe oh she's just Lord. as nerdy as he is. Yeah, because having a lot of clocks is a nerd thing. I happen to have a lot of clocks. That's what he says, I'm sure. Oh, I have a lot of clocks, Serena. <laughs> yeah, no, she has a hoarding problem. Was, That's what it is. If you go into that house. It's oh, Serena, I was over at Melvin's house and he had so many clocks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were practicing God. our dance routine. Oh, oh man. <laughs> so, okay. So, so it's this black cat clock uh, and... Uh, uh, Immediately, Luna is is very offended. Like that does not look anything like me. Uh, and she's like, uh, "Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't." Uh, Shaggy goes to bed. Luna hates this clock. She's like, "This clock is ugly. It's awful. I have a bad feeling about this clock. It's not good." Twelve o'clock midnight. I understand why Luna would be so offended. It's a, not a. It's not a good looking clock. It, well, no, it's like first of all, it's fatter than Luna. <laughs> That's what you notice? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is fatter than it's Luna. It's not the fact that it's literally an evil demon cat. It's that it's a well, chubby evil demon cat. Well, Luna also says, Luna also says, uh, there's something sinister about this, this, uh, this cat. But yeah, like I would be like, like, she's basically saying all black cats look alike. Yeah, uh, that's true. That is cat racist. That's speciesist. So, so then the stroke of midnight. Uh, at go, the stro- go watch the episode. You will notice that 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 clock has a fatter face than Luna. No, you're right. It is true. At the stroke of midnight, uh, a light comes on in the clock, and it starts uh, affecting uh, Usagi. 
uh, Luna wakes up and is like, what? what? Now, uh, one thing we did notice about this being, uh, it was just four episodes ago that everyone was up at midnight listening to the radio. <laughs> but I guess since uh, since that radio show went off the air, everybody went, well, I'm going to start going to bed early. And Yeah, no that was, was my, my first thought. Everyone in Japan is definitely fast asleep by midnight. What was the what was the name of that show? Oh god. It was like Love something. It was, no, it was Love Line in the Midnight Zero. Uh, Midnight Zero, yes. Yeah. They took Midnight Zero off the air though. Yeah, so now there's no reason to stay up. So off to sleep. So they go to sleep and and, and uh and uh, here's the thing. Now again, here's the dumb thing about this. So does Luna wake Usagi up? No. Does Luna even, like, anything? Like, I, I mean, I don't know what else she could do, but, like, hey, there's a the clock. It's glowing. And something's happening. No, nothing. Does, does Luna glare at the clock? Well, yes. yes. But, <laughs> but apparently Luna Luna goes, well, the thing is uh, messing with Usagi. I'm going to go back to sleep. <laughs> we'll discuss this in the morning. I knew it was a bad <laughs> clock. I told you so. Uh, because next thing we know, uh, Amy's showing up going, I promised to, to come by and help uh, Serena get up for school. And Mama Yusagi, uh, Mama Sakino, I mean, goes, oh, she left an hour ago. She's she's already up and running. Then you get to see, oh, the moment you've been waiting for, Chris. The father runs out of the house with... Toast in the mouth. With and this is actually the second time we have seen uh, Papa running out of the house with toast in his mouth. Mm -hmm. He does it more than Serena does. So far, so far. We know where she he gets it from. He has done it twice. Have we... I, We've only had one appearance of uh, of Usagi running around with toast in the mouth, right? I don't even think we've had one from her yet. Have we not gotten to the first one yet? I don't think oh, so. Oh, it's my favorite is, thing. Is toast in the mouth is a, is a particular thing for you, Chris? Well, I mean, not really. Like, <laughs> yeah, you yeah it's that, one like, of his fetishes. Fetish. It is not. <laughs> uh, I'm, I just, I'm just saying, you seem very interested in that moment. <laughs> It is, it is my favorite uh, anime trope. This is, I, I uh, love this. The person because... who is late leaving, like not even having time to hold the toast, just having it in their mouth. This is uh, going to be know, you've got, I... you've got the briefcase and you've got like your car keys or something. Yeah. Like your hands are busy. This is going to be when people like develop. You don't, a... you don't do this, Chris. You don't do this on the way to work. <laughs> when well, people. I, I work from home. They I do not. Oh, <laughs> I would have is, to walk. This past is why my this seems crazy to, get to you. The toaster. I mean, I do this every day. I don't, I, don't know I, why I am. I'm I'm loving the idea that when people like develop a crush on Chris from listening to this for so long, they're going to be sending pictures of themselves with toast in their mouth to like uh, seduce you. I was gonna uh, I was gonna wait to reveal this. Uh oh. Yeah, it was uh, a for a future episode. Um, there's an episode in a couple weeks where uh, Amy gets a there's a boy yep. who crushes on Amy. Yep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and there's a picture that uh, Usagi has. In her wallet of Amy, because mm -hmm. Usagi is oh my totally God. into all of her friends. And by the, the way, Jordan loves this. Yeah, too. no, we, we're on the same page. You finish your story, and then we'll, no, we'll tell it's you. It's my favorite thing. Uh, it is a picture of Amy uh, holding a like clearly about to take a bite of the hamburger when Usagi snaps the picture, surprising her. And so it is a very surprised Amy holding a hamburger right in front of her mouth with her mouth wide open. Yes. Well, uh, tell me, tell me, let me tell you how this scene has uh, affected my life. Be because Jordan is also a giant fan of that and has decided that there is nothing more adorable than snapping pictures of me when I'm mid-bite of yep. something. Yep. Oh, oh, I, like, for my birthday, oh, God. my girlfriend sent me a picture of herself with a hamburger in that pose. 
<laughs> it is, there is it something is my favorite wrong with you people. Oh my god, yep. there is something wrong with both of you. On our yeah, on our honeymoon, I took it a picture adorable. of her. While she was eating something. It is. It is. It is the best. Cutest thing. Yeah, on our our honeymoon, I was not safe for a moment during mealtimes. <laughs> It's pretty funny. There's, so, yeah, there's uh, half of our honeymoon pictures are me eating not something. Not half of them. Well, anyway. whenever you had the camera. So, so yes. Uh, the point being, back to the, what we were actually talking about. The, fa- the Her father is rushing out of the, the house going, oh my god, I, I gotta run. Uh, her brother has already left. And then the mother's like, now I have to go start cooking dinner and, and cleaning and vacuuming and everything. And so Amy's like, what is going on? Uh, all this stuff, because obviously, again, the clock is uh, is already affecting them. Now, what happens next? Does does do we go and to the it school was, or was do we get Luna? Because she got a clock for the dad too, so yeah. that's why. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And uh, in fact, he, as you pointed he was out, putting it, but he was putting up a clock like in the kitchen. But I guess there was a third. I, I guess Mama well, she, bought she said, three yeah, clocks. She said that she got a clock to help Dad get up uh, at on time for work too. No, but we, like, and we saw it because, in fact, you you commented, Devin. Uh, we saw it up in their bedroom. They have separate beds. That's right. Separate beds. Separate single beds. We've we've seen that before. Have we seen it before? I didn't remember. Yeah, because I because I talked about it, or maybe this was when I was watching it. Like I talked about how worried I was about their marriage. <laughs> Yeah, they have separate beds. Um, maybe I mean, look, maybe uh, maybe Mama San is uh, looking for some uh, some side action. Well, maybe maybe, maybe this is where Melvin comes into it. Whoa, God! <laughs> well, no, he, he does seem to be dropping by and bragging about his school accomplishments to <laughs> Serena's mom when Serena's not around. So okay, I can't remember what comes next. Is it the scene with we got Luna a little running bit of Harold and Mom no, we, going on here? Do we go straight we go to, to school? school. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Amazingly, Haruna has not bought one of these clocks, which no, yes, you she were has. going to. Ab- oh, she absolutely has. She totally has. has. She? That's why oh, yeah. that's why everybody who's present is freaking out. Everybody who's in the school is is early. It's before school even started. And everybody is is in the school going, Where where's everybody? Why aren't we starting school? What's going on? Uh Naru is like, let's start class already. Yusagi is like, I've already eaten my lunch and I'm out of food. We have to get on with it. Again, not out of character. At all. <laughs> so this makes right? this makes and, uh, plot and, Mel- number... and Melvin is late for his snail watching club, of whom he is the only member. I think that's the dub. I think that's the dub. Yeah, Melvin. No, dub. but that, but that it sounds needs like to. The dub. It needs to be acknowledged, though. Um, and then Haruna is like, yeah, we do have to get things started. Here's why. I have four dates tonight. I have I have I've planned four different dates. So we yeah. know that one. We call that one the double Archie. That's right. Double Archie. That's Very right. Very yes. trick to pull off. Yes. <laughs> so, Archie reference. <laughs> so so class is canceled because I got so many dates. So she's yeah. definitely so this is, affected. This is what number three or four for Haruna uh, that she's been affected. <laughs> Plots that she has been directly targeted by. There's oh the, yeah, no, she is in at, danger at all times. At least three, because it was the radio, the the exercise, and this one. Any other ones? I thought, no. I think- if, if- if anything, no, it is what was notable is that there were episodes where she was not affected. And it right. was like, wait, what? <laughs> she was not in the talent show, which is amazing. Yeah. I, I do think it's weird that uh, Runa just decides to tell these six 14 year olds, by the way, I've got four dates. Let me let me go ahead and share that info. So, bam. <laughs> so uh, so she cancels uh, class and they all get to go home. Yeah, well, clearly good judgment is also something that goes out the window with the effects of this clock. Now, you guys have not watched the new dub, right? No. Because there is an amazing joke in this. In the uh, in the subs, in the, the subs, uh, Melvin rolls up and says, uh, hey, you know what they say? Life is short. Find love where you can. And the girls turn to him and go, no one says that. 
this is they actually set this up as a recurring gag in the the new dub which i really think is funny uh which is where someone says that earlier like i think it's uh usagi in, it might be in the shopping scene where, where she's like she's like yeah well, you know what they say life is short you gotta have fun shopping while you can and uh amy's like no one says that and then uh in this scene when umino shows up he's like he's like you know what they say life is short find love while you can with the first guy you see in glasses in a blue school uniform <laughs> and uh and then they tell him no one says that i i actually think that is a really solid that is funny pay off for that joke didn't they say something similar to that in the dub where he basically comes up and is like, kiss the first guy you see? I don't remember or, what they say in the dub. It was something really similar to that where he basically comes up and goes like, life is short, you know, no, I let's, think that go, was, let's go Nick. That might have just been in the, in the, anyway, doesn't matter. So then we get to this wonderful bit of Luna, of, of Amy walking down the street and Luna runs up with the evil clock tied to her back. Who How? tied the clock to Luna? <laughs> wanted to know too i was like who did that how did that happen <laughs> i mean obviously luna can't do this this can't luna be does not have thumbs yeah so you can type though well yeah because you just peck at one <laughs> so you she think she claws. ordered she someone she can use her claws <laughs> she went on the internet and said i need someone to come to my house I and tie a cat to a cat the clock to the game center <laughs> and then got the boss uh whose identity we will not reveal in this episode <laughs> But she doesn't know uh, the boss's identity, help her, does she? Like, like, hey, come out of here with a length of twine and tie this clock to me. I gotta get moving. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, the only other option is really it should be Serena's mother. But why would Serena's mother tie a clock to a cat? Well, people are acting pretty odd. <laughs> maybe, a, they make, maybe they make day. a deal. Maybe they make a deal like, hey, listen, uh, I won't tell Papa what's going on while he's not home. <laughs> Uh, if you tie this clock to my back so I can go get that girl with the 300 IQ, which clearly means that she is familiar with the inner workings of clocks. Yeah, sure. You go check this out for any signs of evil. This is completely reasonable and in no way absurd. So Amy, so she, yeah, she says to Amy, this clock don't is... Look, just, look, don't act like that is the weird thing in this episode. <laughs> So she says to Amy, uh, this clock is messed up. Something crazy about this clock. Uh, so her and Amy go to the park and uh, discuss this matter. And they sit on a bench and they have a lovely time. And she goes, <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, I have something for you. Uh, boom. It's this uh, little, it's what uh, it's a compact supercomputer. Nice little pun there. I, ha I have something for you. Hang on while I do a backflip right quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and there's a, it's, but, get it, it's like, because it's a, it looks like a compact Get it? Get it? It's like makeup. Get it? Yeah. I also like that it, it's the supercomputer with a keyboard that has about 12 keys. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's clearly like someone modded a Game Boy like <laughs> playing unit to be this supercomputer. I, I, I mean, it looks exactly like a, a Nintendo DS. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, just, no, the touch screen. Mm -hmm. so, um, so she... She gives her this computer and uh, basically the the implication here is, yeah, I had the ability to pull out a supercomputer at any moment, but I was like, what am I going to give it to you, Soggy? Like, <laughs> yes. like so she's not going to use it. Yeah, she, li she literally it. says that in the dub. She's literally like, I did, you know, I would have yeah. given it to you, Soggy, but she still tried to, you know, get throwing that tiara down. So come Look, on now. Let's be real. But let's be real here. She's an idiot. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like she just hardcore. 
Kor insults Usagi. She pulls out this computer and goes, Usagi's too dumb. Here you go. Although, to be fair, though, it, it does have the Mercury symbol on it. Well, so. that's, that's I'm what guessing, I said. I was like, of course it was for her. It's got her symbol. No, I'm guessing if she had pulled it out for Usagi, it would have had a moon on it. Like what? You think she was like... She modded it. She was gluing that on. She had a glue gun at home and some, some sailor symbols. And she was she, like, who am I going to give She magically Mercury? generated it out of her butt. It, she could have magically generated it with a moon, is what I'm saying. I don't think the I don't think the backflipping, pooping out magic items process <laughs> includes customization options. I don't. I think it might. I mean, man. what what else could she be? You know, magic pooping out of her butt that could be helpful that she's holding back. Oddly enough, I think nothing else. I think the only other thing she produces. Oh no, I was going to say the only thing she produces is pens. Does she is does she the one who produces the the scepter later? So I don't know. Uh, I think so. So she might be holding back a scepter. All right. Well, <laughs> like, well, like you have to like I want to see an alternate version of Sailor Moon where it's just like you know, five minutes after meeting uh, Usagi, Luna's like passed out, like exhausted on the bed, <laughs> and there's like a pile, you know, a pile of, of transformation pens and jewelry and scepters and computers like on the bed. Yeah, you can't and, use and, like, these ones. Serena's picking her up and shaking her, going, "What else you got? <laughs> Do you have anything else in there?" She would, she would kick her. We know that now. She would kick her. Getting more prizes. To get more prizes. <laughs> could, could you use another person's transformation pen? Could she hold up Mercury Power and go Mercury Power and turn into a blonde, long-haired Sailor Mercury? Uh, uh, I, uh, no. I don't think so. Because they, they're all fulfilling the roles that they had when uh, they were on the moon. Oh, well. Uh, like, if that was the case, I feel like Minako would then be Sailor Moon because she was the first one. Well, that's true. Uh, what I really like about the, the scene is that Luna is clearly going, uh, hey, Amy, you're smart. That means you know about clocks. Uh, yeah. that, that means you are an expert at literally everything. Check this clock for evil. Like, and yeah. Amy never goes, yeah, I'm, I'm good at math. <laughs> I'm, not an, like, I'm not a mechanic. If, I, like, if these gears are connected, that like, means nothing to me. Well, I think but fortunately for her, there are no gears. Right. There's just glowing balls of evil. <laughs> yeah, she opens the clock up and it just goes like, boo, energy escapes. I suspect anything that tries to wake me up in the morning to just be full of glowing balls of evil. That's accurate. Yes. So how do they, let's see. So then how do they get uh, Usagi on their side? I don't remember. Uh, Wait, well, what? the next thing oh, is, right. uh, this is actually, oddly enough, this appears to be the Dark Kingdom's most successful plot to date. Well, this is, that is this how is popular clocks are. They're on the bus. She's on the bus, right? Well, yeah, no, 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 no but not yet. First, first, there's the whole traffic problem. Yeah, there's there's cars crashing because people are in too much of a hurry to stop for red lights. Oh yeah, uh, like, there's, there's a really there's good like joke. Mass death this day. This day is just full of death and like dismemberment. Well, everybody, like, there's a semi truck that has a head-on collision with a with a car. Yeah, like eighteen wheeler, and people just like get out and they're fine. And I really love this joke because there's a guy who gets out and he's like running in place and he goes, well, I'll just have to run to Paris. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that is hilarious. He's there not is... going to run to the airport. He's going to run to Paris from Japan. I mean, there's a guy who should have been like decapitated who comes out and he's got a boo-boo on his finger. Oh yeah. They should all, all be dead. They should yeah, all no, no, be the, dead. The streets should just be running with blood. <laughs> so then, as you said, uh, <laughs> Usagi's on a bus, uh, jogging in place on the bus. Not helpful. 
uh, and the bus decide the bus. Everybody's complaining. The bus isn't going fast enough. So the bus goes over the the middle of the street and starts driving on the wrong side of the street. Uh, and eventually, which it, in Japan they drive on the other side of the street. So he goes from the left side of the street to the right side of the street. And uh, and he uh, cra- and the bus eventually crashes and coincidentally crashes about five feet away from Amy and Luna, who are like, oh, uh, well, there's and no one dies. Oh no, everybody's fine. Yeah, they get off and they yell at the bus driver yeah. who is alive and unmangled and uh, get on with their, their hectic day. And then uh, in what is pretty funny for The this bus episode, driver actually has a really good line, too, where he's like, where the lady's like, hey, you missed my stop. And he's like, this bus just became an express. Oh, right, right. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. Like, I imagine if you're a bus driver, you're waiting for a chance to drop that line. Like, <laughs> you're driving around the city going like, oh, man, like if I got into like, if like terrorist attacked or something, like, oh, that would be awesome. All, all bus drivers just sort of wish that the plot of speed would happen to them at any time yeah saving up that line <laughs> saving it up so so this is a funny bit though because uh usagi remains under the effect of the of the of the clock they don't save her from the clock they tell her the clock is evil and we're you know we need to take care of this clock thing but she remains uh you know juiced up <laughs> everything has to go quickly for the rest of the, the time. So she's like, yeah, let's go. Okay, fine. Let's go. Let's go take a hair clock then. Let's go. Come on. Let's go. Which is weird because this is exactly what Luna wants. <laughs> no, because she's careless. Now she's no, reckless. But she, but the thing I like about this is that she's like, yeah, let's go fight a monster. Let's go do it. What are you guys waiting for? It's, it's like she's on cocaine. But uh, <laughs> my favorite thing is where she's getting really mad at Luna and Amy and she goes, I have lots of things to do today. First, I have to rush home, have my snack, finish my video game. <laughs> like, like, don't forget, she's still she's still Usagi. Yep. Yeah. Uh, in in the dub, they throw in do my homework. But come on now. No. Nope. Let's let's be real. Nope, it's the, in the sub one. It's it's snack, video game, bedtime. <laughs> snack, video game, bath bed. Bath okay. bed. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the other thing I like about the scene is that you find out that the name of the store, which I don't think was earlier in the episode, is Clock Look. Clock Look. Clock Look. That's a terrible name. Clock Look. Clock Look. Uh, I really like that. I actually like that better than Jewelry Store Osa P. Clockwork is really hard to say. Which is nonsense. I'm going to go down to Clockwork, buy some clocks. Look at the clocks. What, you're saying it sounds like a chicken? Like, cluck, cluck. <laughs> See, that, cluck, they cluck. Did, but they don't sell the chicken clock there. They sell cat clock. Um, so, so they, so they transform, uh, it, it almost seems like they're going to do the joke of she transforms very quickly, but she doesn't. She says the transformation words quickly and then they play the transformation at the regular speed. Oh, but they should have. They really should have sped it up. They it really should have sped it up. That would be great. <laughs> so they transform and Luna's like, wait, what? I, I, you're out in public. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if we should be doing this. Uh, and then they blast a hole. They use the tiara right away. They blast a hole in the front of the building. Right? This is the best Sailor Mooning that she has ever done. They jump through the hole, uh, except uh, the, the hole seals itself up before Luna can get through. So Luna gets her face smacked into a door. And and she uh, gets lines on her face. Lines on her face. Uh, here's, a, here's a weird thing about this. And no one's, I mean, obviously this whole episode is about to get trippy and, and psychedelic. Whoa. But they, they blast a hole in the front of the, the place and then they go in. And then they like go down a hallway for like 50 feet. And I'm like, what? Why is there a, like a 50 foot hallway at the front of this store? That's weird and not true. That, that, the, that, that later, like the... that, that uh, tuxedo mask does not have to contend with later. <laughs> That's true as well. It's a, a hallway that looks like the base levels from Contra. <laughs> 
on the NES. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's just this weird. So anyway, they get into the actual well, proper. Clock we will button. find out later on in the series that uh, uh, the Dark Kingdom favors some pretty bizarre architectural choices. That is true. That's yeah. Uh, there is well, an they, amazing. They, they do have a throne that has a giant bug head over her. I mean, already it's weird. Uh, there's an amazing scene where uh, uh, Sailor Moon and Sailor Mercury pose uh, after they they introduce themselves. Yeah, and uh, it, it's it's Luke and Leia from the Star Wars poster. Yes. Oh my God! Uh, I thought exactly I thought that of, pose. Uh, I thought of of Ash uh, from uh, Army of Darkness with the girl yes. clinging to his leg. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I don't Which like is what? Great. It is like it is amazing that there isn't more slash fiction about Sailor Moon. And there look uh, there's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like that was a really disturbing pose. Like I was I was disturbed. Disturbing. Yes. It it's it's a weird pose. It's a it, it's a weird pose for Amy to be in. Yes, it's it, weird for it, Amy. Looking at it paused, looking at the screenshot, which is what I'm doing right now. It, oh no! I look. I, I just uh, I just put it in Photoshop so I could cut it out. Yeah, it looks like she like fell over and they took the picture and she was like, oh, I guess I'll just look at the camera. Like, <laughs> it doesn't look like a strong intimidating pose it's like well, they both look weirdly awkward <laughs> yes they really do it's they totally really awkward do. i mean that would that would not be comfortable that would be like she's on her knee she's got her her leg out behind her like she has like no support her hands aren't supporting her they're they're in the air so like how is she upright like that that knee must be very painful and just like she, she's gonna fall over in a second yeah, any second. And 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 Serena is just sort of like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, yeah. They they are both super awkward there. Yeah. Um. Oh, also, oh my God. Uh, yeah. we here's something we didn't talk about, but about the dub. Uh, this monster in the dub has mm-hmm. a really really deep lady voice. <laughs> Oh, no, no. The monster in the dub is a total transvestite. I'm sorry. This is not a deep lady voice. This is a, can you see my Adam's apple in this dress? I mean, that's, that's not. When she, when she talks to, when she talks to Yusagi or Serena at the beginning of the episode, we were both like, what? Because we were just thrown by how deep this woman's voice was. Yeah. No, woman. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so it continues here when this uh, when this monster i was just impressed with how nicely this dude was dressed uh personally but that was me the and 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 the lots of comments about uh about uh the other members of kiss right um yeah yeah well you know then changes from from uh you know transvestite lady form to to you know fifth member of kiss form yeah glam rock dracula (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) glam rock lady dracula yeah uh there is an amazing moment uh sailor moon gives her speech about how uh she will never forgive the uh evils of the dark kingdom and says the truly amazing line I bet even the cuckoo in the cuckoo clock is angry. Yes, yes, that was that was awesome. <laughs> oh, so silly. How dare you waste a precious girl's time? Oh, it's actually a girl's precious time, but I like oh. the idea that it's a precious girl's time. <laughs> like, listen, I am precious, and you are wasting precious. my time. Yeah, I, I misspoke, but I do like my new version better. Yes. Um. So. so uh. Basically, uh, the so monster. So then we descend into a Dolly esque hell world. <laughs> right, yes, yeah. The monster do. goes inside the giant clock that's collecting the energy. And so and they the clock, follow and her the in. The clock they go into is upside down. The face on that clock is upside down. 12 is at the bottom, 6 is at the top. So that when it rings midnight, it actually rings 6 30. 
Um, yeah, it's super weird. That is a very weird thing. Um, yeah, and like you like you said, they go into this trippy world of melting clocks and flying clocks. And Serena again, Serena is still like, we gotta go. Let's do this. Let's do this. Um, she runs in, and all of a sudden, she turns into a child. She, I was gonna say devolves, but that's not a thing. She de-ages <laughs> into a child. Uh, <laughs> and, and, okay, let me tell you, they do the lamest thing in the world in the dub. What they do is, so in, in the, in the story, she turns into a child, and then Mercury grabs her and goes, go, come over here. And she immediately turns back into an adult, right? Well, a, a 14 year old. Uh, right. You know what I mean? Uh, a fully grown uh, adult. <laughs> uh, in the, in the she, dub. She becomes a child and then she becomes slightly less of a child. In the dub, they make that a commercial cliffhanger. She turns into a child. <laughs> Mercury grabs her and pulls her back. And it's like, da, da. Commercial break. Like, is Sailor Moon going to be five years old forever? <laughs> and then you come back from the commercial break and she just goes whoop, normal. Like totally anticlimactic <laughs> OMG. So, so dumb. So dumb. Uh, and so then, uh, so they're walking around and she, and so Mercury uh, pops on her Mercury VR glasses, which we have not even. Never existed until this second. Yeah, we didn't get an explanation about Luna, uh, that, uh, that from Luna, but she pops on her Mercury VR glasses. And she's like, oh, I can see what's going on. Uh, there, there's all sorts of stuff going on with time. Uh, they can, they can have yeah. time go you forward, need, backward. You need an IQ of 300 to work those things. <laughs> yeah, so. it's true. Yeah. At which point Sailor Moon goes, I might turn into an old lady, you mean? And imagines what she would be like as an old lady. <laughs> she, like, uh, she gets Sailor a Grandma. Of, of herself as an old woman with uh, the same hairstyle, including the little swirls at the end, uh, but gray. Uh, and says, I'm Sailor Moon, the shriveled up guardian. In the dub, in the dub, she calls herself Sailor Grandma. Mm -hmm. uh, the old lady does. Which is weird because eventually she will be Sailor Grandma. Yeah, we're going to meet her grandchild. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So, uh, she keeps, oh, meanwhile, uh, meanwhile, <laughs> the, in pops uh, everybody's favorite tuxedo mask. The best tuxedo mask scene because he comes in uh he comes in the there are actually two amazing things in rapid succession yeah uh, oh yeah i so can't wait tuxedo mask drops in the window and looks around and goes oh is this not the place <laughs> which i think is delightful <laughs> i thought there was, like, there's, there's no fighting going on yeah i thought there was okay. a thing going on no okay also uh, he has the most starched cloak of all starching it is it is spawn levels <laughs> he's working on some todd mcfarlane <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, like, oh, then, oh my god. I know what's coming. the best thing that has ever happened on the show. I know what it is. Yes. Mercury <laughs> is looking at her uh, computer, trying to figure out what's going on. Her compact <laughs> supercomputer. Her compact yep. supercomputer. And presumably, <laughs> they put it in English, and so it didn't really matter what it said. Right. Because uh, right. little kids aren't going to read English, so they just used different words. This has happened... This happens all the time in anime, and I, I think it's jokes among the animators. Oh, yeah. Because there is a... Sure. Th there's a scene in the Gunsmith Cats anime where they go to somewhere where there's a lot of names written. I want to say it's like the Vietnam Memorial or something, where there's just a lot of names written on the screen. And if you pause it, you can see that the names uh, uh, Daryl Hall and John Oates <laughs> are written on the Vietnam Memorial. This is even better than that because uh, Mercury turns on her computer and is typing and talking about how it's you know she's getting all this information and what's on the computer are RoboCop's directives. Yep, yep. Serve the public trust, protect the innocent, uphold the law. Note that Sailor Mercury does not have the secret directive four. 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there is a, a reference to a hard R American action movie <laughs> slipped in uh, in English via uh, Sailor Moon. Yeah, that that was awesome. Does not get cut out. She's like, yeah, I figured out the pattern of this labyrinth. It's based on Robocop. <laughs> Does not get cut out from the dub. The dub has it. The dub has it, which really? is awesome. Yep. Yes, we were like, oh, they'll probably cut that out because that would be weird. And I then, wonder, nope. I wonder if that is a, uh, there's that, that just a matter of like, whoever was doing the localization not being familiar, not having Robocop memorized like I do. Or they might have just thought uh, it was funny. They might have just been like, that's cute. Well, they might have thought it was funny. And they might have thought those were the Sailor Scouts of Objectives. <laughs> sure, why not? Because <laughs> oh, they are I very. Want that to be true. I mean, they're very. You know, the Sailor Scouts protect the innocent and nominally uphold the law. I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, selling uh, evil clocks to people cannot be legal. Come no, on. it's legal. What? I don't think there's a law against energy sucking clocks. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. About I just that. don't think there is. Um, but you know what does get cut from the uh, the English version is they they then meet the monster and uh, the monster cuts Serena's face. Um, it's kind of crazy because she sw- if I remember correctly she swings like a giant axe at her and like just goes like sink like a little cut on her face. Yeah, but tiny. They, they like, like that like that dude with the finger. Maybe part of the effect is that like all. Uh, injuries are minimized because like that dude got in the car accident should have been decapitated had a boo-boo on his finger and this lady takes like an axe to serena's face and it's like paper cut but they but they cut out the well they cut out the cut uh you don't see her bleeding in the uh in the american version do you see her immediately fall on the ground and start crying? Uh-huh. I, I think you do. Yes. They, they, there's a shot where she's got her hand over the cut on her face, and I think they just go straight to that. So it's protecting the uh, the, the wound. You don't see the wound. Mm. No blood. No blood for the American audience. Yep. Yeah, I know. So it's even weirder in the American one because basically she swings a blade at her and knocks her to the ground, uh, which makes no sense. But that's what. Well, the blade wasn't sharp. It was it was a blunt blade. It was just you know, it was a, it was a, 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 a boffo weapon. Because yeah, because when you hit someone with a giant. <laughs> blunt pole arm <laughs> all they do is gonna fall down and get upset yeah 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 sure sure back to tuxedo mask and tuxedo mask is realizing oh uh uh there's nobody here except for this clock i guess this clock probably has something to do with it yeah this giant <laughs> upside down clock so he the throws his world's uh, greatest detective he throws his rose at the clock and breaks the clock um, they're inside still fighting the monster. This screws the monster's uh, plan. Uh, he So basically, Tuxedo Mask, like, saves the day by kind of accident. I mean, not accident. Like, he did it on purpose. But it's just like, oh, uh, I guess that did it. Like, he's not facing a monster or anything. He's just sitting there in a room by himself like, I guess I'll break this clock. <laughs> And it happens to be the thing that wins the entire the entire day. Which is also like, wow, how delicate is that plan? Like, I hope <laughs> nothing bad ever happens to this clock. It's the only thing that's keeping my powers going. Well, that's why she immediately takes people inside the clock so they can never damage it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the weird thing happens, which is that when the monster and and all the plan disappears, the entire building disappears. I'm telling you, this clock is it's, it's very it's a very delicate thing. <laughs> It's not just that this guy, I mean, again, you talked about, you talk about uh, Jedi uh, starting businesses. He made this building from scratch out of Negaverse energy. God, no wonder they don't have any energy and they need energy all the time. If they just conserved their energy better, they wouldn't have to attack so many people. Yes, uh, Jedi is garbage at running the Dark Kingdom's operations. <laughs> like, if someone would just look at his energy consumption reports, they'd be like, this is why we have a problem. Yeah. 
You're spending it on buildings and clocks when you don't need to be. Yeah. I mean, like... <laughs> this plan is rubbish. <laughs> it's also funny because it has to be things that people are, like, invested in. Uh, I mean, why don't you just, like... I don't know. He could just be like, I'm just going to stick a little thing on everybody, like a little sticker, and no one will know, and it just drains their energy. And it's like, no, they have to be emotionally invested in the sticker in order to... Uh, he should do an I voted sticker. <laughs> If he was on election, <laughs> everybody's like, "Look, I voted," and it's strange. Is there an episode where the Dark Kingdom tries to rig an election? Not that I know. There of. really should be. <laughs> I don't remember. I, well, one. I guess that would they wouldn't because fourteen-year-olds can't vote. <laughs> but you know, there's an episode of GI Joe where Cobra tries to rig an election. That's, That's actually great. one of the best episodes of GI Joe. Uh, it involves Cobra Commander punching out a little person. Oh my god! Uh, which is a which is an amazing like it is beautifully animated. I will that, tell you that. That that. That sounds crazy. Oh, it's it's actually it's not to get in too much of a tangent. It's actually a really smart episode because uh, there's there's two candidates. There's the uh, law and order candidate who who wants to is talking about how he wants to take down Cobra, and there's the you know hand wringing liberal wimp candidate, what? and the law and order candidate keeps uh, getting attacked by Cobra. And so G.I. Joe is, is sent to protect him and make, you know, make sure he's OK. And meanwhile, he's getting all the sympathy votes because he's standing up to crime. And then it turns out that the the uh, the very coded as conservative candidate is actually being backed by Cobra and is staging the attacks to drum up sympathy. Right. And I the good it. guy is actually the other candidate. Makes sense. Of course. It's a really, really smart episode. Sounds good. Sounds Especially like good for one. airing in like 1984. <laughs> Like oh, wow. Election, you know, election year when Reagan won 48 or 49 of 50 states. Oh, God, that's right. Oh, get really, political. Was it, really from that, business. was it really from that long ago? Well, I didn't realize uh, G.I. Joe was that far back. Yes, we're old, Jordan. So, yeah, G.I. Joe starts in uh, the, the comics, actually, first. It starts in 82. Oh, wow. I, yeah, I didn't realize that. We are just yeah. very old. Hmm. So the building disappears, leaving... Uh, Leaving them standing there. They're just standing there, and uh, they reunite with Luna, who's super excited that they won. Yeah, in the in the in the subbed, Luna was like, "I hope they're okay," and in the dubbed, Luna's like, "I hope they remember everything I taught them <laughs> when they disappear inside." And and yeah, I Luna. hope they remember everything I taught them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. And so, so what's the what's the final scene of this episode? I can't remember what happens in it. That's it. It just ends. No, they they talk about something. So there's like a joke, as always. I just can't remember what the joke is. Uh, well, Naru runs up. <laughs> oh right, she's like says, enough. Hey, of oh, soggy. the shopping. Good yeah. news: the bakery is offering free cakes to the fastest eater, <laughs> which is oh, which right. is not oh, a right. megaverse plot. Well, because because Serena's like, I am I am so tired. Like, I could not even think of doing another thing. And then suddenly there's free food and she's like, let's go to the fastest eater. Yep. That sounds like that does not sound like a good way to make money. Bakery. <laughs> and then and then who can, who can deplete my stock the most quickly? But then to make matters worse, it's not just are we, are we going to embarrass her by making her do an embarrassing thing like try to run off to be in the in the fast eater? Yes, that's not embarrassing enough. Then she falls over and hurts herself. Because she really is, like, that tired. <laughs> and she's been just fooling herself. And she's like, tries to run and falls and cries. Yusagi Tsukino would crawl on hands and knees through <laughs> broken glass to get to a bakery that was offering free cake. Dude, but then Amy and, and Luna have this moment where they're like, Oh, Serena, she's always going to be kind of a dipshit. 
and it's like <laughs> it's like yes she is you know like, luna's like luna's like she'll be like that for the rest of her life yeah and amy's like yep <laughs> oh it's so clever <laughs> so that was uh that was the the only uh solo moon mercury episode other than her first appearance that's her only original one from the the the, the, the anime um what do we think uh i i like this episode um, even though it is rendered uh, more or less uh, redundant by the first episode, I like I would have preferred this to be the plot that we got rather than the first episode, which I, I actually think as much as I like it, the the pilot of Sailor Moon is kind of weak in a lot of ways. Uh, they, they didn't quite have the formula down yet, I think, uh, which is why you get a super scary monster as opposed to just, you know, glam rock Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> And but you get the possibility of being turned into a child or an old lady in this one. Oh yeah, I think that's like I, honestly, and, and I'm like this with a lot of things, especially superheroes. The more cartoonishly ridiculous it gets, the more likely I am to really love it. And this episode is there's so much going on here that's bizarre and that makes no sense. Right. Like the, the clock sale, yeah. <laughs> people buying three to seven clocks, <laughs> yeah, yeah, at once. Yay, clock! No. Uh, the, you know, Haruna, like, Haruna being like, yeah, four dates. What's up now, 14-year-olds? Peace out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, like, I love, like, Haruna has, like, doing this podcast, Haruna has kind of become my favorite character. <laughs> like, she's so, the little bits that we see of Haruna's life are so weird and endearing. And, like, like she is... She is exactly Yukari from Azumanga Dayo. Like she is exactly mm. that character. We just don't see that. Oh gosh! Like, you're, oh my god! You're right. <laughs> like I feel like while Sailor Moon, like when when Serena or, or when Usagi stops hanging out with the other students, uh, like when she goes off and does Sailor Moon stuff with the with uh, Amy and Mina and Ray and Makoto. Uh, like Naru and the the girl with the severe haircut and the short girl are like off doing Azumanga Dayo stuff with Haruna. Yep. I feel like those those two stories are happening at exactly the same time. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> he's uh, he's never read Azumanga Dayo. You like Azumanga Dayo is one of the few uh, manga. It's actually one of the manga that got me back in because it's from the creator of Yatsubato, uh, Kiyohiko Azuma. Yatsubato is probably my probably my second. I mean, it's probably my favorite manga. Uh, I was going to say second favorite behind the, Sailor Moon, but I like the, the cartoon hair. more. I, I love it. I love that manga. Oh, yeah. I've, yeah, I've it, seen it, that one because I've seen that because Devin reads it. Now, what's really weird about it is that it's a, a four coma strip, which is a four panel strip. And when you see that, you expect there to be a punchline at the end yeah. of each strip. Uh, there is not. Nope. And like they change translators halfway through the uh, the ADV version. So uh, it was this very weird thing where it suddenly gets like a little more jokey and it suddenly gets like people's speech patterns change halfway through. Hmm. But it's like, I was originally weirded out by it, but the character work is so engaging that it, it really holds up. There's an anime too that I think is, is really enjoyable. So I, imagine Haruna having adventures with a bunch of terrible students. <laughs> that is exactly <laughs> what it is. Okay. Terrible students and one like really smart eight year old. Yeah. Uh, have you not read uh, Yatsuba, Jordan? I, again, I, I've seen it 
around because uh, Devin has it. I think at one point I remember like reading it over her shoulder on the subway, but I, I've never actually read it. No, it's great. yeah. I've read I've I've read more manga. Oh yeah, by than, by than a Jordan lot. has. Well, when 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 Devin and I do the Yatsuba cast, <laughs> all right, <laughs> you can guest on a couple episodes. Sure. Yeah, there, you uh, go. there you go. I think uh, I think this is a very solid episode. Uh, I, I don't quite love it as much as I like uh, the last one that oh, we yeah. did, the first appearance of Mercury, mm-hmm. but it. It is it is endearing in how completely bonkers it is like i usually take screen caps while we're watching and put them up on twitter uh which is weird because we're recording this two weeks before anyone's gonna listen to it uh but uh like, there's just so much stuff in this one that i was i was grabbing like from the robocop computer stuff to serena as an old lady to uh, the weird Star Wars pose to Luna with a clock strapped to her back to uh, Usagi like missed it, like shedding tears of joy over being given a clock by her mother. I don't know what the screen cap for the episode is going to be. Like that's bananas. too much. I'm like, I remember when she freaked out over our Amy offering to wake her up in the morning to get to school on oh, time. Thank you so much. Oh my God. She like hugs her and sobs into her shoulder. I think maybe, <laughs> maybe it's a uh, yikes. No pictures should be our, uh, should be the screen cap for the episode. What but I'll let, I'll let you decide on that one. Where's that one? Oh, it's the one where they're at the bookstore in the beginning. Cause remember, remember oh, right. like a hundred years ago when this episode was about a shopping, <laughs> <laughs> that is a pretty funny funny screenshot uh, I, I mean the main one that gives it a run for its money is the robocop one but i, I don't know yeah. i don't know uh it's also like this episode is really dense uh, yeah. a lot happens in this episode so i'm uh, what sure you guys we all... are, are you guys are you guys with me on that oh yeah I I, I I wish i mean the one thing it could have done is i i kind of wish it had done what what the fill-in episodes quote-unquote uh are, are most used for, which is give us a little bit more of who Amy is. Like you were saying uh, last episode that she didn't have as much of a personality and we get to see her having the computer and we get to see her having her VR goggles. Um, but um, she is, she is more than the tech that she uses. Right. Right. I just, I think I, it would have been nice to learn more about her, you know, I don't know her, her family, her past or something. It's, it's still, it's still a really fun episode. And, uh, you know, as, as, uh, you were talking about loving Haruna more this, this time watching through it. I love, I, I, this one has made me love Luna so much. So there's so much great Luna stuff. What are you in talking it about? about? You are already madly in love with Luna. What do you mean? Luna was already one of my favorite characters, but watching yes. it this time made her, like, I just keep seeing more and more awesome Luna stuff. And I'm just so happy about it. Ay, ay, ay. Anyway, uh, so I'm sure with such a dense episode, we all learned a lot, right? Yeah, we probably learned a lot. So uh, it's time for Sailor Moon Says, where we try to take away a moral from this episode. So, uh, Devin, what did you learn? Well, let me see. Well, I learned from this episode of the podcast that a woman eating food is not safe around either of you gentlemen. Um, <laughs> oh, because of the toast thing. No, because of getting thing. a picture. Yeah, we're going to take her picture. I don't know why it's not safe to get your picture taken. Nothing wrong with that. They won't steal oh, your soul. God. <laughs> No, but they do steal my dignity. So uh, if you could just put your cameras down, that would be much appreciated. Um, from the from the episode itself, uh, you know, um, I, I guess I learned that as predicted in the previous episode, that Amy is just better at everything than Serena. Oh, and if you want Serena to be the best Sailor Moon possible, cocaine is the answer. <laughs> 
<laughs> it doesn't actually help. See, you that's actually the- stole mine. Oh, sorry. <laughs> See, the thing is, what's weird about this episode is it seems like it should have a very clear, easy moral. Um, don't do don't do drugs. No, I mean, like, you know what I mean? Because it, it, it's it seems like, well, you just kind of if you just sort of glance at it sideways, you go, OK, well, the moral of this episode is going to be like, you know, don't rush, you know, take your time when you're doing things. But it's not like not at all. That's not what it's about. It's people are going like mental. Uh, don't you know, don't drive your bus on the wrong side of the road. You know, no matter how complainy the, the, the passengers <laughs> get, that's that's more clear of a moral. Like these people are mental. They're not just in a hurry. So there's not really a very clear moral. So I'm going to go with the bus thing. I learned about the bus, not to drive what, on the wrong side. What did you learn about the bus? Yeah. Okay. No matter what, even if you're late. Oh, come on. How about you, Chris? Uh, I learned that I want more than anything else in the world right now, a RoboCop Sailor Moon crossover. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I want Luna to backflip and a pen to come out and she gives it to Miguel Farrar and Miguel Farrar goes, I fucking love this cat. (laughs) (laughs) So now here's the question. I I mean, I I saw you you tweeted the the image of the thing and you say uh, she got her supercomputer from OCP. Maybe it's the other way around. Maybe maybe OCP is run by the Sailor Scouts. It's just if you go really high up. like Well, now, Jordan, that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) RoboCop RoboCop predates Sailor Moon. But it takes place in the future. No, it doesn't. Does it? Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah, it takes place in the future. I I just thought it took place in an alternate present where things were really super terrible. I guess it could be an alternate present. It takes place in the future because one of the things that people who watch the movie you know the nitpicks where it's like oh for the future none of the cars were i guess they stopped building cars in the 80s and they just didn't make any future cars and hairdos didn't update and i mean yeah it's I supposed guess, to be the future i guess it could be an alternate present i've never heard anybody put it that way though i've always just thought of it as yeah it's the future where detroit has outsourced its police officers and stuff like that. I, oh, I know RoboCop 2 takes place in the future. So what happens is uh, Amy <laughs> like starts a business. And <laughs> uses some of Jade Knight's energy. Starts yeah, sure, business. sure, sure. <laughs> uh, there you go. Pretty fun. So uh, let's see. Anything else? What's next episode, Chris? Uh, our next episode is going to be uh, the first appearance of Sailor Mars. Oh, so right. unlike the uh, lineup that we had here where we had uh, Sailor Moon for seven episodes on our own, we only get one with uh, Mercury and uh, Usagi uh, as a team, as a duo. Uh, the Cursed Bus, Enter Mars, the Guardian of Fire is going to be our next episode. Uh, so I guess now we should uh, take a quick moment to talk about uh, what we saw in this. What do you guys think of, as a duo, uh, Mercury and Sailor Moon? Should there have been more? Uh, should we? Should they have gone ahead and moved on and gotten the, the trio? Because I, I, I do think we stick with uh, Moon, Mercury, and Mars for about 10 episodes. It's yeah. the longest until yeah. we have all five that we're with uh any particular set of, of Sailor Scouts. And they make a really good, uh, really good combination, I think, because we have obviously Sailor Moon and Sailor Mars play off each other really well because uh, Ray hates Usagi <laughs> to death. Uh, and Mercury is just kind of rolling her eyes off on the sidelines. Uh, would you have liked to have seen more of just Sailor Mercury and Sailor Moon? Um, I'm, I'm going to actually say no, because oh. I don't, I, I, I as, as, 
long i mean they do they do get along really well but they're a little bit too opposite it really does turn into a lot of like amy's smart and usagi's adorable you know and uh and and i i don't think it would turn had, have turned into further developing their characters i think it would have turned them more into caricatures of themselves i can see what you mean like yeah by the more the more you put them next to each other and and really say what are you gonna guys gonna, what are you guys gonna do together the more you go well, they're not going to do anything together. Amy's going to go study and <laughs> yeah. Usagi's going to try to get her to not study and she's going to go, no, I can't. So I, I can see that. I probably would have enjoyed like another episode or two, but at the same time, like you said, I know what's coming and I know it does get pretty, pretty fun, the, the, the trio. So I think I'm good with the way things worked out. I'm, I'm good with it. I've made my yeah. peace with it. <laughs> it feels like there should be more. It feels like, like Amy and Usagi would be a fun, odd couple dynamic. Uh, because they, you know, they they are so different from each other. But that, you know, that Usagi is like kind of really for all her faults, she's really nice, right? And Amy is a character who has never really had friends before that we don't really see with just the two of them. That comes up a little bit later. Uh, but at the same time, I think you're right. Where as the characters as they're built right now wouldn't mesh. Like, I think they would have to do a lot of a lot of hammering the characters to fit uh, an entertaining dynamic. You know, what's Uh, weird. And I just realized that they never do is they don't ever go to Luna. Hey, are there more? Like, should we be looking for other ones? Keep looking for the princess. Well, in the manga, (laughs) in in Mercury's first appearance, uh, uh, Luna specifically tells Usagi that there are going to be allies that she has to find. Right. Right. Plural. And so. at the end of the episode, she's like, awesome, uh, Amy's an ally. Let's go find more. But again, in the manga, that's chapter two. Right. Ray shows up in chapter three. So right. yeah. things, you know, and then I, I believe it's only a couple chapters after that that we get uh, Makoto. Yeah, I think there's so one in between. Yeah. Things move a little bit faster in the, the manga. But yeah, like, it's really weird that, that this never came up in the seven weeks that, that uh, Sailor Moon was running around by herself. By the way. <laughs> well, I mean, it's possible that you could say in this version, Luna didn't know. But again, once Mercury can't, is, exists, I'm surprised that they're like, so we got a moon, so, we got a Mercury, like, should we be looking for, like, what's next? Are, is there more? Or? Like, there's other planets. Like well, the moon's not a planet. <laughs> <laughs> Moon's on a planet, so it's just it's just M words. They go Mars, and they're like, still fits. Now we're looking for Sailor Mazda. Seriously, I don't know. It's the first M word that came to mind. Sailor Meatball. No, that's Sailor Moon. Oh yeah. So um, that's about that. Uh, I guess uh, that's it for this week. Uh, Devin, thank you for for being on the the show with us. Oh, my pleasure. It was fun. Uh, anything you want to say to everybody before you go? Uh... <laughs> okay, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> That, 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 uh, keep your mind on sailor business. Hey, that, no, wait, the, uh, that's my line. You can't steal that. Well, well, th- don't put me on the spot. Okay. Uh, th- uh, what's your Twitter again so people can follow you? It's Kaylina. Uh, C-A-Y-L-I-N-A. Um, it's not very interesting, but uh, it does exist. Uh, my Twitter is Crackshot with a zero for an O. Uh, if you want to follow me, please do. Uh, I'm on Twitter at the ISB. That's T H E I S B as in Bruce Wayne. And, uh, you can find links to everything I do pretty much there. Like I, I, I am not shy about self-promotion. Uh, thank you for listening. This has been sailor business. Uh, the sailor moon episode by episode breakdown podcast. We'll be back next week with another episode and another guest. Uh, thank you, Devin for joining us. And have a great week, everybody. Until next time, 
Keep your mind on sailor business. Sailor.